worked a lot of terrible low-wage jobs and they have those weird expectations at those jobs where they expect me to care. <laughs> it's like, first of all, you're paying me minimum wage. You're just lucky I'm not stealing stuff. <laughs> In front of you, you know? I mean... Because you don't pay me enough to live, so things will go missing. <laughs> Just let you know. Hello. Good morning. Chris Adams here. Uh, I have my energy drink. This is how I get through most days, because I work like a madman. <laughs> uh, I do. I work quite a bit. A couple of uh, little quick business things coming up. I will be at the Comedy Store on the 15th for Eddie, uh, Eddie If's birthday show, so that's going to be awesome. Hopefully it's the main room, but even if it's not, it's going to be a wonderful time. And then on the 18th, I'm going to be at uh, Therapeutic Noise. That's a small show in Long Beach on Broadway. Uh, free show if anyone wants to go and watch me do my thing. I'm, I love that place. It's a great room. And uh, so on to today's topic. Today I'd like to talk about the 80-20 rule also known as the Pareto Principle. It's an economic principle in, um, obviously, economics, but it actually applies to a lot of things that that aren't economics, like the mass of stars and other things like that. And that rule is that uh, 20% of uh, all the work, you, like it's in for investments, 20% of your investments are going to uh, have an 80% return. And I've actually modified that to apply to uh, entertainment. So basically... Right, this principle. All you need to do to uh, to uh, gain the career that you want is you have to put in a ton of work. So that means that 80% of everything you put out there is probably not even going to be noticed or, or commented upon or, or people aren't going to really respond to. But that 20%, that's going to get you your career. So in order to get to that 20%, you have to just constantly be churning things out. And that's kind of why I started doing this. I wanted to show that it, it is possible to uh, to better your situation no matter where it is because I see a lot of negativity especially in the comedy community I understand it you know I was there uh, you know before I got this job I was kind of depressed and then you know now that I, I work with but then I realized over time I'm like I have done so much work that uh, with amazing comics too I was working uh, my first like I always say but my first gig uh, was Chris Rock uh, editing behind the scenes footage for his website and I got that because I just did work with a, a roommate who I didn't know at the time, Matt Claybrooks, uh, was writing for him uh, and going on on tour with him. I did not know this, but uh, I would never have gotten that job had I just been like going, man, nothing is working out. I, I was like, no, I'll just keep working and creating. And so I created this documentary series called uh, The Open Micers because at the time we were all just open micers. Now I'm, uh, I, I've moved up to... Uh, uh, nobody knows who I am, but I'm really good. <laughs> anyway, so um, I would do all this work, and I'd, I'd, I'd put together these little documentaries, and they had a cool story, each one of them, and I tried to make them interesting and a little bit of comedy, but a little bit of backstory on the life of a comic. And I did that for a while, and, and it never quite picked up like I hoped it would, but who cares? It was still fun to do, and, it, and in fact, a lot of the lessons I learned doing that are what I use today to create podcasts, to create, uh, you know, working with some of the great comics we're working with now. I get to work with uh, 
uh, Whitney Cummings. I get to do all our social media stuff. Uh, you know, I, I work, like I said, I, work, I used to work with Chris Rock and Jim Jeffries on uh, Jim and Eddie on their podcast. And um, if you are tired of where you are, you're at in life, I would say uh, figure out a way to change it because right now, especially right now, is the best time for comedy. I know people will always say, oh, it's so hard right now. It's like, no, 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 it's actually better right now because the gatekeepers, the, the, the clubs don't make careers anymore. They haven't for a long time, but they really don't now. And the best thing you can do is uh, constantly put out work to let people know that you're funny and then um, build a fan base. So do the things that are out of your comfort zone. Like for me, I really was no good at, at going up to people and being like, hi, I'm Chris. Uh, would you like to, can you please add me on social social media stuff so that we can keep in touch? And anytime I'm in town, you know, I've learned to do that. And I learned that from uh, uh, Joe Coy because uh, that's one of the people that, we rep here at work as well as Fluffy. And so I learned watching him on the road, how he is with his fans. I, I gained a, a knowledge that I did not have. You have to be your best, your, your best self promoter. You are the one in charge of your career. Nobody else will actually make it. Uh, you have to be the, uh, a complete package when you, when you, if you want this career, you have to be come into uh, like if you're trying to get a thing with a management company, you have to have a pilot, you have to have scripts, you have to have uh, an acting reel, you have to have all these things to to prove that you're actually worth even investing in. Because you got to think about it on a, in a business mindset. Uh, why would someone invest in someone just because they're funny? Well, they wouldn't. They need to know that you have something you can offer them as well. It's a, it's a relationship. You know, and mo I know most comics are really bad at relationships, so it makes sense why a lot of you have the careers you do, because um, <laughs> you don't understand that it's a two-way street. You have to be able to to provide something to the, this other person that because they have the connections and the money, and if you're not providing something where they they think they could work with you to make money, well, why would they work with you? You know, you and right now it doesn't take much. You just yeah, yeah, like you can do something with just an iPhone and and you know and record yourself and and slowly get yourself out there. And I know a lot of comics are very, um, they don't like to give up their material. But if no one ever sees you be funny, then who cares? Like I made that mistake a long time ago where I just stopped putting out my stuff and I wasn't getting the gigs I want. And now that I've been doing these and putting out my comedy, people are slowly like booking me for bigger and bigger shows. And there's some comics that know that I'm really good. I mean, Ian Bag is a great example. He's so, uh, he believed in me early on without actually even seeing me perform. And then when I did perform, I, I knocked it out of the park and did not embarrass him and made the show good, you know? So, you know, put in the work, uh, uh, go to open mics all the time. If you're new, um, do the things that you need to do and really just you have to be your own producer and your own uh, manager at first and your own booking agent. You have to do everything because nobody's going to do it for you. And if you get really good at it and you have all this energy and you and you're just and you people like working with you, you will move up. It may take a while and it may not be it, it's not going to be the way you want because most of the time you're going to hear no's in this business. And that's OK, because no just means that you need to figure out how to get the yes you know, um, it's the opposite of dealing with women. You, you know, when they say no, you're like, uh, all right, whatever. But when a, a booker says no, you're like, hmm, all right, well, let me just do something else to show you that I'm worth booking. 
Anyway, I hope everybody has a wonderful morning, and thank you so much for watching.